Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Rode Microphones. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robbo Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters. Voiceover talent and home studio guy. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to the Tribooth. And if you want to save $200 on your new purchase of a Tribooth, just use the code PAP200. And $200 will be coming off the price. Uh, this week we're looking at a new piece of kit. This is the Zoom F3. Um, we did get a small tome written by Robert. Uh, so instead of reading it, because I'm, I'm not really big on reading books anyway, we do have the audiobook version, which we're about to launch into. Robert, from Time for I'll a Rant. A cup I'm, I'm going to let George, actually, I'm going to let George first pitch it the way Zoom probably imagines this being pitched. So, the, the, so this device is clearly intended for videographers. So... What they've done is they've made a device that's as small as they could make it, that's as easy to use so that a videographer can capture audio and not have to worry about setting gain and clipping. That's the basis of this product. It's very small. Um, It's got two uh, mic preamps. It's something that you can strap onto a camera system and it's just another little box you know hanging off your your rig you know that you're running audio into and that's its intention so and the way they do this is by doing 32-bit float which robert's going to get into what that means and what it can and can't do but the concept is that you don't have to worry about the gain you turn it on as long as it's set to the right mic mode whatever that is phantom power etc you just turn it on and hit record as a, and, as, and as a videographer, that's a dream. So the concept here is that it's for the videographer who doesn't want to have to worry about setting gain and ever worry about clipping. No matter what the signal coming in is, it's going to be clip-free, but also not compressed and not gated or anything. Just infinite gain, infinite noise floor, infinite everything, and you never have to worry about it. So in theory, it sounds like the miracle device for a boom op or a videographer or maybe even a voice actor who has to record themselves doing characters and their dynamic range could be 40, 50 decibels or more. Um, and they have, and they're always wondering, should I be riding the gain? Should I turn it up and down? What should I set my gain to, et cetera? So this theoretically solves all of the problems. Just hit record. And you're set. So, Robert, tell us why that seems like a bunch of hocus pocus. <laughs> so, this goes back to one of our very first podcasts. And we were talking about what do I need to set the gain at? And I said, set it low and don't clip because the resolution at 24 bit is if you record at minus 48, you have 16 bit resolution in your 24 bit recording. And that's true. But you only have a 16-bit recording. So if you want to do better and you want to optimize things, you will turn your mic preamp gain up. Because if not, you are just capturing at lower resolution. And that's literally what they are suggesting here is don't adjust your mic preamp. 
Don't optimize your gain stage between your mic preamp and your recorder. If you're recording a cricket farting, use the same setting as when you record a jet engine, is literally what they're suggesting. But you will not get the same resolution of your cricket farting as you will with the jet engine because your cricket farting will be 5-bit recording. And they say, okay, now with 32-bit, you can just add the gain later. But as my email said to you guys, fake gain, fake news, or fake news, fake gain. Um, what 32-bit is, is 32-bit basically, it's 32-bit float. What it basically is, is a 24-bit capture, and then it has a 8-bit multiplier, gain setting, basically. So if you capture in your 24 bits, you're only using 8 bits of it, and then you go over to that 8-bit gain area and crank it up in volume, you've not gotten your missing 16 bits back. They are lost for forever. You never captured them. You captured at lower resolution. Mm. So this is just one of those products that's like a race to the bottom. Don't learn how to do better. Just do worse. (laughs) Do worse good enough. Fix up the worst. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just it's like you're you're just ca- you're you're not getting your gain back by not setting your gain in the first place. You are just capturing less data. There's there's no way that Zoom can clairvoyantly know what your gain setting needs to be. They are just setting it very conservatively low, like we've suggested doing before. But you have to realize that when you do that, you are at least in theory losing resolution and taken to its extremes of recording cricket farts versus jet engines, there will be, at some point, you record so low, you capture so few bits that you have truly lost resolution. Um, But with 32-bit floating from memory, um, mm -hmm. you can actually have a very loud source and it won't clip. Is that correct? It's not true. You can see what 32-bit float is really best used for is after the fact. So, I have a sound file that I want to change the gain of later because I want it to match up with another sound file. So, you can turn it up or turn it down because the 32-bit float, think of it as a sound file with a gain knob attached to it. It's like, here's your level. It's captured in stone. Here's a chunk of bits, eight bits that we can adjust that with. So, things, things you can do like this. You're in a workstation and you want to turn up a sound file. So, you crank up the gain. And what would happen with many things, if you want to make it louder and doesn't have any more bits to go louder, it just loses those top end bits. And then when you want to turn it back down, when you do turn it back down, you've lost those bits. You've sent them over the edge of the top. They're gone for forever. So if you go, oh, I went too far, let me turn it down. Now, when you turn it down, you still have those truncated flat top waveforms. Whereas with 32-bit, you can turn it up, go, oh, I went too far, I can turn it back down. So, a more specific issue or way this would happen is this. How does it work in a workstation? Anything you do to your signal, compress it, EQ it, change it in a little bit, you're doing math on that signal. And if you've done a little bit of math, you know that if you take 20 and multiply it by 3.8, you're going to get a big, long number. It's not going to be 20 anymore. It's going to be 20 whatever it's going to be 60.6899, whatever. I don't know what the number is, but it's you're going to get a big, long decimal place when you do that. And if you have a fixed 24-bit word 
at some point you're going to just truncate. You're going to say, I only have 24-bit slots for that. And so once you lose those lower bits, they're lost. Whereas with 32-bit, you can turn it up and down, and you're always keeping your original 24-bit word intact, and you're just multiplying or dividing it, but you never clip it, because if you do clip it, you can turn it back down. It, it It's not... Um, I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but if you have a bunch of compressors going one after the other, and your first compressor, say, you turn the gain way up, and you flatten the crap out of your signal, and then the second compressor, you turn it way down. If you don't have 32-bit float, when you turn the second compressor down, you just have the distortion of the first compressor. But if you have 32-bit float between plugins, then what you turn up when you turn it down you keep the resolution of the original signal intact you don't run it against the wall um so it's it's best used for post processing because it can't be used for processing ahead of time you don't know what your gain setting is ahead of time am i going to record something loud or soft that's what preamps are for people mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, really funny actually because pip uh, who was on last week's show um, he was called by a friend of ours, mutual friend who lives around here, who's a musician. He'd just got himself um, one of the um, LA's, well, LA compressors, I can't remember. It was a warm audio LA. LA-2A or something? or yeah. yeah, it was not the 2A, it was the... Um, the um, WA-2A, right? The warm audio. Yeah, well, that's their, WA-2A, that's their yeah. Yeah. But he was saying, I just, I've got this thing, I, I just can't get any level out of it. I, I'm, you know, I'm hitting the output and it's just not, nothing's happening. So, and I'm thinking... I said, have you got it plugged in properly? Are you going through the DI? No. Um, it just sounds to me as if you're not getting enough level in, you know, into it. He, he, he turned like, the gain you? reduction knob up, not the gain knob up, Correct. right? He turned the input yeah. gain right down and then was trying to, the output going, why am I not getting yeah. anything out of this? <laughs> so Pip huh. went around there and went, there's your issue. There's <laughs> nothing going in to begin with. Like, there's nothing going in. Well, that's yeah. the weird thing about the LA-2A topolo- the design, the topology. It's odd because on the left-hand side, there's a gain knob. And so your instinct is, this is the input gain. Where in no, actuality, that unit doesn't have an input gain knob. Right. It only has an output makeup gain knob. And right. it's on the input has- side on the left. So it's very confusing if you don't... If I mean, it's not confusing if you don't know anything about gear. <laughs> it's just... It is what it is. It's very it, simple. It's a two-knob compressor. It's actually. very simple to use, yeah. But if yeah. you think of the gain knob as input gain, as any of us would think of it, it doesn't do that. It's actually the makeup gain or the output level that you get right. out of the LA-2A. So it's really what you use to set the signal that goes to tape, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, it's odd. But I love its simplicity. I think it's a really, really nice-sounding processor. Um, I mm-hmm. throw it in a lot of voiceover stuff because it just... It's, it just it's got the good. perfect attack and release time for voice. It's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, um, Zoom F3. Mm. Or any 32-bit recorder. I, I, I think the same of the uh, sound devices. Like, 32-bit recording is... You're, you're, you're going to capture 24 bits and a bunch of zero bits at the end that then you can use to fake it later um, to adjust your gain, but it's not necessary for capture it's a processing post-processing thing another time we'll talk about another direction on setting gain when we talk about the yellow tech uh puck 2 leah which takes an in- 
entirely different approach to how to deal with the problem of how do you choose your gain. So we'll be talking about that just as soon as I've had time to really get it running and understanding how to make it work. It's uh, it's going to be interesting, I think. Mm, looking forward to that one. Uh, all this talk about floating has made me feel like a pie and pea floater. So I'm off to Harry's Cafe de Wheels, I think. Yeah, yeah. And we should explain what that is, but we won't. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Google it. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Wizard. Help us share the show with more people and get your hands on exclusive content by contributing to our Patreon page. See patreon.com forward slash Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say g'day, drop us a note at our website, Pro Audio Suite. Don't